Welcome to Scoreline Extra. This is the podcast that condenses down some of the interviews we conducted on our weekend sports programme, Scoreline. That's 2 to 6 every Saturday and Sunday on KCLR. On today's show, we're going to hear from Michael Dignan, the Offaly chairperson, who was looking at the Carlo versus Offaly game, but also touched upon Offaly's rise and also Kilkenny quite a bit as well. Uh, we'll be hearing from a whole host of Carlo players after they managed to secure a Joe McDonough Cup final against Offaly by beating Offaly. We'll also be hearing reaction from two Kilkenny Camogie victories at the weekend. One was to secure a Leinster intermediate final against Carlo. That'll be on May 20th while the senior side of things came away with a win against Dublin a last gasp goal helped stop it going to extra time Kieran Burke gives his thoughts on the GAA gold debate he is a podcast host very ingrained in the League of Ireland so he gives a different perspective on that and of course the Carlo footballers after the Chalchin Cup we're going to start though with Michael Dignan Now I'm delighted to be joined by Offaly GA chairperson Michael Dignan to look ahead to Saturday's Joe McDonough Cup game between Carlo and Offaly. A game, of course, you can hear live here on KCLR from half past five. Michael, thanks ever so much for talking to me today. How are you, first of all? I'm grand, Robbie. Not a bother, me. Um, Michael, I suppose on our side of things, we're looking at Carlo, but Offaly, it's been a remarkable year so far. Uh, top of the table, true to the Joe McDonough Cup final. You must be really happy with how the hurling season has gone for the senior side this so far. Yeah, Robbie, look, they've, they've been, a, I suppose, a, a picture of consistency, really. You know, their performance has been very, very solid. I think we have 10 wins and a draw in our 11 matches between league and, and Joe McDonough. And... With the condensed season, as I think all the counties will know at this stage, and um, you know you're picking up injuries, you're picking up knocks. You're, I think we had one patch there with seven weeks in a row before we had a week off. Um, so it's been a very, very tough schedule. But the lads have uh, really applied themselves, trained really hard. We've lost a few very important players along the way uh, with long-term injuries, uh, particularly I suppose Oshin Kelly, who had just come back from a cruciate and done done the other knee, uh, the other cruciate, which is hugely unfortunate for him as a young fella, very, very hard on him. Um, and Parry Cantwell's out a long-term knee injury. Ross Raymond broke his ankle. He's, he's he's a bit away from getting back. So, you know, significant loss and then a few more injuries along the way then as well. So, you know, taking everything into account and taking, you know, taking, I suppose, um, where we've come from over the last couple of years, we're delighted, delighted with the progress the lads are making. And of course, if you contrast this year to last year, it was kind of the same fixture, both sides trying to uh, contend for a place in the Joe McDonough Cup final. Carlo defeated G on home soil, which meant that you didn't make the final. Is there an extra bit of relief and a pressure off you, the fact that you're already there with a game to play and you don't need to get a result on Saturday? Uh, look, it, there obviously is. Um, Robbie, you know, it, it, it's, it's great really to have that, but at the same time, your competitors and you're going out to play and it's an important match and as you said Carlo beat us last year and um, you know we'll be we'll obviously be going with the strongest team available to us and try to win the game on on, uh, on Saturday and that's the only way I think as a sports person you can approach anything because that's what you're there for you go out in the field the ball is in and you know Carlo played really well against us last year and been hugely impressed from a distance this year you know like their league form might have been a little bit up and down but their Joe McDonough form has been tremendous and uh, uh, and particularly I think up front are putting up some huge scores so look um, it is it's great from our point of view and I suppose uh, the other counties are all still fighting for you know obviously Carlo win puts them in the final if they lose to us it brings Leash and Kerry back into it so you know it's 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 obviously a huge 
uh, Saturday evening for, for all those counties and uh, but as I say look we're delighted to be in the final and uh, it does take a bit of pressure off but at the same time it adds a bit of pressure because these other teams are all relying on the result you know so the Kerry and Leeds crowd are obviously hoping we win and Carlow are hoping they can win you know and, that, like, and that's sport and that's and, and that's what it is so um, yeah we're glad to be in the final and we've one eye in that but at the same time you know we've lots of other stuff going on we were out last night uh, 20 hurling we're out next week in the Leinster final um, or minor footballers out Tuesday or Tottenham Cup is, is Sunday so you don't get too much time to think about it until it's in front of you if you know what I mean and we've kind of been approaching the year that way in all competitions you just take one game at a time and see where it brings us and just to get a word on Carlo as well, Michael, have you been surprised with how good they've been compared to what they were in the league to the Joe McDonough Cup? And um, did you expect them to be in this position at the start of the year? Well, obviously, I've huge. Like, I, I know, obviously, Chris Noel and Mouse and, and these lads over the years and forwards, but this, you know, you, you, I, I probably was a bit surprised with looking at the league that they the dramatic improvements, you know, which is, um, I think very strong management team obviously down a few players and maybe took time to get into their into their rhythm um, but they have been hugely impressive and uh, um, yeah and I've been honest with you yeah probably you know you, you'd probably be saying at the start of the competition at least were probably everyone's favourites you know what I mean and now they're in the position they're in and then it was going to be most people would say a dogfight then between you know Terry, Carlo ourselves um, and, and and Kildare like Kildare in the league hugely impressive uh, down would have probably been seen as maybe would 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 maybe find it difficult, but they're always tricky up in Ballycran. So it's like it was really it was looking very very competitive. And as I said, go back to your earlier question, like we wouldn't have expected to be in the final with a match to go, you know, because of the nature of the competition. So uh, like that that's a, that is a bonus. There's no doubt about that to be out of that dog at the weekend. But you no know, fair play to Carlo. And as I said, they're scoring a lot of goals. They're putting up huge scores and. Uh, um, and they're there on merit so um, you know as I say it's all to play for and just generally Michael obviously that's with concentration on the senior hurling team in Offaly but the resurgence of Offaly GA over the last few years has been quite frankly like a breath of fresh air in GA circles you know you think about the minor hurlers last year losing an All-Ireland final but obviously an incredible season the under 20 footballers winning the All-Ireland and then you have the senior football team doing well this year in Leinster senior hurlers doing well as I mentioned what have you and the county board done over the last number of years to really speed up this process? Because the strides made in Offaly GA since you've been chairperson have been remarkable from afar, really. Well, look, thanks for your kind words, uh, Robbie. Look, it's like sport. It's a team effort. And I suppose it's about being organised, structured. Um, we developed a strategic plan, I suppose, in the very early days of, of my term. I remember before chair now, we never printed it actually, but we just worked off it. And I suppose we had we had five or six pillars. I'm not going to bore your listeners now with every detail of it, but you know there was our games program um, was was a big part of it. Our um, you know our just our our finances and, and sponsorship, and because you need the money there to support you know all the teams we have, like being a dual county, no more than yourself, no more than Carlow, but being a dual county and a small population, like it brings huge challenges, like to be trying to compete at the top level. Um, we, I suppose we we looked at a, a joined up effort. I suppose between our clubs, our schools, and our and, and our and our county teams, we felt look at that. Um, you know, there was there was huge strides we could make uh, within the schools, within our clubs. Um, we looked at our coaching model. We'd only got a couple of coaches on the ground, and we've a coaching team of about ten or eleven now. Um, you know, so some of our some of our plans were 
we're very short term, some are medium term, some are long term, and it's about trying to get them all right. Look, we're making mistakes as well. It's not it, it, it's not all perfect, um, and we're learning as we go along. But I suppose trying to get very genuine people into as many positions as you could, that people that know what they're doing, that people that can follow direction and follow a plan and and uh, and and go with it and trust. I suppose what we're trying to do, and and that has all taken a bit of time. But the big thing, I suppose, is that in simple terms, in sport, in my view, is if you have pride in the jersey, if you have heart, guts, determination, um, if you have belief in yourself, confidence, all those things, there's a lot of boxes to take. But they're the fabric of sport. I think you can you can talk about everything else all you want until the cows come home, talk about tactics, talk about plans, talk about everything. But when somebody pulls an off the jersey over their heads, all I wanted was that they had total pride in that jersey. And we made a commitment to our players that we would do everything we could for them. And all we wanted in return was them to give everything when they're in the off the jersey and that's a fairly simple principle um, but it can bring you a long way and then the other stuff there's a lot of stuff in the background the work of some of our volunteers like we had no full time staff really in Offaly uh, for the majority of the time we've had a few bits here and there but in, in general we're trying to get that structure right now as well we've, you know, we're trying to fill a few more positions on the admin side but the work of our volunteer like our county secretary treasurer uh, coaching officer all the people involved um, is just unbelievable it's 24-7 team effort as I said and a management committee and all the people and trying to get everyone and off to go in the one direction and as I said bringing that buzz back into the county because you know I think a lot of people probably had given up and maybe you know that's understandable because of where we were but you know I think you can't do that you have to have ambition and you have to drive on so I'm probably rambling a bit there there's, there's a lot of things going on um, and as I said it just um it's just really about people and it's about about our, and it's really about our players and our management team our players in particular I always say the players are at the middle of everything and everything else is there to support them and treat them with respect and look after them properly and and as I say um, get that buy-in and that total commitment and we have that across all guys some of our teams uh, you know we're not going, with the size of our population our teams aren't going to be brilliant every year but like I think one of the best teams this year are minor hurlers they'd only won the last year's 15 that got to the other in the final it was very easy for them at the start of the year and their management to say, look, we've no chance this year. We've only won the last year's team, um, starting team. But they they knuckled down and trained so hard. And Kilkenny eventually bet them seven points uh, in the knockout game a couple of weeks ago and got two probably goals against the run of play. But there wasn't anything in it. And Kilkenny are in the Leicester final now um, against Galway. So, like, that's, to me, that's massive in terms of where we would have been a few years ago that team probably wouldn't have probably been given a hope and probably would have got hammered out of the championship but those lads knuckled down and did exactly what every other team was doing and brought and went as far as they could and gave it everything and that's all we asked for it's really insightful and the reason I think um, people are interested in it is because it's great to see that a county like Offaly who obviously had incredible success in the past are able to bridge that gap against so-called bigger counties at the moment but the thing I wanted to pose to you and you kind of touched on it briefly there with the minor side in the past couple of years under your stewardship we've seen the underage teams do well and the senior teams but do you think this is not the first year but the, maybe the first year in the sense that it's been really strong on the senior side of things so far with both the footballers and the hurlers but also on the underage you think of Offaly schools beating St. Cairns College to win a Leinster title you mentioned the minor hurling side there and of course the under 20 footballers do you think it's all coming together now and that kind of medium term plan is coming to fruition uh, I think it is but look sure, you're never too far away from a kick in the arse either <laughs> <laughs> get a couple of losses but uh, look it's, it's sport and it's, 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 it's not life or death but I, look just on that I suppose look we, we do 
you, you take decisions like we, we, we took a decision Leo Connor stepped up from the minors last year to manage their 20s Leo's a great fella he's a Limerick man that's probably an awfully man now with Johnny Pilkin with him and you know Martin Cash and lads uh, Huey Hannon them boys moved up and I think that move was very important and we took a decision with 16 lads off last year's minor with 14 starters and two subs over age this year. so we brought all 16 up to the 20 panel some of them weren't ready physically but we brought them all and I think we had 26 other lads we identified so we, we trained a panel of 42 and we, we, kept, we got them in doing programs in the gym on their own from last October and so they we, we didn't really waste a minute after the minor if you know what I mean and we got straight in and I think that work the lads did in October, November and December uh, you know really stood to them in, in the winter because they're a light team if you see them our 20s are, are young like I think there's there was 10 of, last, of the team that started last night underage and I think another three lads came on um, you know Breck, and Brecken Cavanagh and Adam Screen were missing last night two starters that were out injured um, so like we we potentially ha- like we, we, we have we, we will have 15 lads next year that played big roles this year you know no matter where we end up um, you know out of our out of our 20 uh, I think there's only five sort of key men that will be overage next year um, so that's, so we took a view that we'd bring them all because we couldn't afford to maybe lose a year if two lads went back, went back to school and back to clubs. And then the schools then, as you mentioned, Kilcormick won the All-Ireland B and in Leinster, I suppose, borrowed a bit born in the Leinster final and Colossal Cullum from Tullamore were probably the favourites out of the three of them. And the other two lads took them out uh, in the earlier round. So, you know, we probably had, I, was, I know it's B competition, but the B is strong because yeah. I think there's only about five or six teams in the A, you know what I mean, uh, 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 in Leinster. So, um, if, so it's a really strong so so th- things like that I think that if you don't because you can never get that time back if we didn't do that in October that year is gone you know what I mean and it's the same yeah. issue I was just talking to our minor hurling manager there earlier on and we were sort of saying what do we do now between now and next October, November with the lads they're out now with the split season and, and, and like no disrespect to clubs they're going back into a very busy club sh- schedule but there is bits of S&C and there is stuff you can do so we're talking about you know getting these lads in now and, and regrouping and maybe trying to get together every couple of weeks and putting them on a program and making sure we get the most out of the next six months with these guys that are that, that that you just don't lose that time because I think you know as I say you can't get that back and and I suppose I think those things would have happened in the past so we don't want to re- repeat the mistakes. And I just want to get your opinion on a couple of other things, if that's okay, Michael, that are topical in the GA world. First of all, and you mentioned it at the start, uh, the increase in injuries, particularly ACL injuries. I know at a recent county board meeting you had mentioned maybe that there were reasons behind that. Could you expand on what that what they are, and is it maybe an increase in strength and conditioning coaching? Do you believe? Yeah, I don't. I look, I don't know. I opened this was a, a, a discussion. I'm not an expert on are far from it on anything really but it's certainly not a medical issue but I did and I got a lot of interesting calls after Dr. Con Murphy from Cork who's been with them since the, the 70s like rang me and spent an hour on the phone talking about his experience over the years that he'd only dealt really with a couple of cruciates and the first one ever that he treated was Pat Milan who ironically was playing for Kerry and, uh, back in the day and but, you know it was rare but he yeah, he thinks it's you know and, and people like him got to do probably with with the with the SSE, with the maybe with the the type of training, and then you go out in the match and the amount of twisting and turning, and you know I suppose the the, the you know the agility that's needed, and maybe the, the trend that's been done is is just so finely tuned like that it doesn't just take a lot for the thing to snap, you know. And there's probably advances. There was probably lads doing cruciates and doing things, and they were probably been strapped up with bits and bandages for years and all that type of thing as well. But it, it, you know, it, it, it's it's certainly more prevalent and. 
I only wanted what I wanted to do and I spoke to our own lad and it wasn't you know when I met with the comments I wasn't even thinking of I was thinking of Ocean Kelly but I actually hadn't talked to our own SSC guys and they came back and said look we're doing this we're doing that within Offaly we're trying to make sure that it doesn't happen and I think a lot of it too is traced back to maybe doing the right work when you're 14, 15, 16 as well you know so that's that's why we're trying to make sure that the lads get built properly because built up properly as they go along that's appropriate to them and well, we've just brought in a new head of performance in Offaly there recently Gary Flannery who was with us common that's very much part of his remit is to we're not talking about making supermen we're talking about just making sure the lads hit relevant targets strength targets along the way and that their quads and their hamstrings and their everything is strong enough to support them. And, you know, I think some of it is down to that as well. And and sometimes it's just a bit of bad luck, you know, that you can just pick up a few injuries. So, as I say, I only, I only opened the can of worms, I suppose, and somebody else will have to figure it out more than me. But I think that's that's what we, we wanted, that's what I wanted to do. It was a bit of frustration, I suppose. And, you know, genuine upset for Ushin that kind of got it, got me thinking about it. And uh, and I got, I was overwhelmed, really, by the amount of calls and the amount of medical people that were on to me, uh, just thinking that maybe an element of overtraining there. And in fairness, we're not doing that. We deliberately, in Offaly this year, in hurling football, pulled back their collective trend to two nights a week um, because we felt we were doing too much. It was too hard on the players too draining on them travelling and everything else so we we just do Tuesday, Thursday and they play their match and in between they do a couple of sessions on their own and I think that bit of freshness has really helped us as well Yeah it certainly has you can see that in performances and results The other thing I wanted to touch on because of course we are Kilkenny as well what have you made of the Cats under Derek Ling so far um, looking like they're maybe one step towards a Leinster final Yeah look uh, probably the hardest job in hurling to go into after Brian Cole but Derek I suppose is very much his own man and a man I've admired as well you know and he obviously had that great success last year against Limerick in the in the 20 um, albeit Colin O'Neill uh, was missing with that, with that, this rule which we won't go into now which is strange one. We, we can play our 20s in the summer the other lads can't in the Lee McCarthy but um, you know I think he's done really well um, to put you know his own uh, stamp on it um, as well so, so quickly uh, you know introduce maybe one or two lads back in but you know, you saw that the last day was by the time the game, the game finished, uh, and between what happened at the start to the finish, a lot of familiar faces. But at the same time, um, you know, Parry was back in shoes in the team in the half back line. Uh, you know, uh, Derek Harkin coming in, probably that was a bit of a surprise. And then had a, maybe struggled in the first half midfield, put him back wing back in a brilliant second half. You know, a bit more variation on the on the on the pokeouts as well, uh, and still I suppose having that ability to go. Long into the forwards, who are still, you know, on Cody and TJ and uh, and the boys, you know, obviously still well able to. Uh, Adrian Mullen maybe a bit quieter at last than usual, but able to win their own balls, which gives them the out. So, look, I always say about Kenny, whether it's minor or twenty or senior, by the time you have to bet and knock down the championship, it's 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 a fair day's work. You know what I mean? And yeah. you saw that last year, maybe not fancy that much at the beginning of the year, and then you know, a puck of the ball away from winning all-earned at the end of it. And Mikey Kerry back now as well, I think, which is a huge addition. Uh, Martin Cogan came in the last time, had a big imprint. You know, Billy Ryan had a great second half. So, look, I think a lot, an awful lot of positives and, and, and uh, Mikey and Hugh Butler in the full back line, you know, they're probably two of the best equipped when, when there's no sweeper and no one there, you know, to actually get out in front and do their job. So an awful lot of positives. Um, and, uh, and I think, look, Derek is, as I say, uh, Derek is a born winner and he's cool and calm. I think he's handled it really well and he hasn't tried to be anything only himself, which is all he can be. So, no, really impressed so far. And just two more, if that's okay, Michael. I know you might be caught for time. Um, the All-Ireland series so far, do you still have Limerick out as favourites and who are the main contenders, do you think? 
I don't know. There's a, some change in a few weeks. Now. I yeah. didn't see. I'll be honest with you. I thought there was no one to touch them. That's I'm being straight. I thought they had improved. I thought they had created a huge competition for places throughout the league. You know, I thought John Kiley had been very clever in that respect. In that, you know, there was there was two or three very established lads left out almost every league game and lads brought in, and genuinely had come in and made a big impression. And uh, so I said, look, these lads are. I want to be better than ever. They had no injuries. Everything had cleared up, and all of a sudden now they're after getting rattled. They're after getting beaten. Sean Finn is gone. Keane Lynch came off the last day. Okay, he's, he's not too bad, I think. Uh, but Sean Finn is gone now with, with a, another cruciate, and um, uh, he's going to be a massive loss no matter how strong their panel is. And did, all of a sudden they do look vulnerable. You know, uh, like Garrett Hegarty left off the last day. Uh, came on to make a huge impression. He's hugely important player to them. So. I think the next day is massive for them, you know, in terms of can they get back to a mojo? Because anyone will tell you when you're at the top, and there's one, of the, there's one of the unbelievable things about that great Kenny team is to keep coming out with that hunger year after year after year. The unquantifiable hunger, which I kind of talked about earlier on, that just yeah. drive and determination, that manic energy that that is is so important. And but that's very very hard to do, you know, when you do have so much success and try to keep doing it every year. So I I would say. Like there was nothing between them and Kilkenny last year. There was nothing between themselves and Galway with five minutes to go. Uh, and now they've been beaten. And Clare seemed to be a team that can trouble them all the time. Um, and Clare limped out against Kilkenny last year. But Clare are going well. Tip are going really well. Cork looked good in patches, looked beaten, but showed a heart. So, like, Munster is Munster is still wide open. So the next week is going to tell us a lot more. My gut feeling, I suppose, is that Limerick will get out of Munster whether they limp out or get out I think they still will and then when it comes to knockout they, you know, they should be able to get a lot of that drive back but you can't sort of you know you can't you can't rely on that gen- that that's just going to happen you know so I think the next the next game with, uh, it's, it's Limerick and Tip isn't it on uh, on Sunday yeah. right on that one I think it is yeah Limerick and Tip so this is huge you know, you know uh, like and the draw with Tip and Cork gives them that extra sort of point as well so you know they're going to be fancying their chances, and 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 uh, and Clare obviously having that win under the belt is a huge confidence. So huge amount to play for there. I think after that, I think Leinster, uh, Kenny Galway, Wexford going to be very disappointed, and you know uh, with with with, uh, with their performance the last they hit an awful lot of wide. So so they're they're in a tough position now. So you think Wexford or Dublin Galway and maybe Dublin to come out of of, of Leinster and. Uh, and and the one thing with us in the John McDonough final and whoever joins us we'll have a preliminary quarter final yeah, of course, yeah. as well which is really something to look forward to you know what I mean in terms of yeah. like we know we know there's a big gap there to bridge and that's what we're working on but it'll just be I think it'll be a fantastic occasion as well and I, I think that's a home match for for both the John McDonough counties as well so another you know we're, we're really promoting the, the youngsters coming to our matches and that'll be another big day so look it's been hectic huge amount of matches but um but I suppose that's what we're all involved for. But I, I just think that, 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 that we look for the split season. It's brilliant in a lot of ways, but my God, it's condensed. Uh, like we had nine matches in one week, down with three weeks, so nine matches in seven days, championship between everything, minor, under 20, senior hurling football. Imagine like two on one day and seven every other day and, and trying to just actually logistically and every other way organise that and keep on top of it and all the demands from teams and managements and supporters and tickets and everything, you know, for volunteers, it's... It's 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 probably unsustainable long term. You know what I mean? It, like I think every county is going to need four or five staff full time to deal with all this sort of stuff. That's very interesting. The last thing, and I can't let you go without asking it because it is topical at the moment. Um, and I, yeah, I'd say you know what I'm going to ask. GA yeah. go. I know you were against Sky Sports at the time. Is this different? And if so, uh, why? 
Um, yeah, look, I'm going to keep it fairly brief. I wrote an article last Sunday on it, I write for the Mail on Sunday, and I, th- I was trying to bring some balance to the debate. Now, this was yeah. before the lads had their say last Sunday night and the whole thing went went viral this week and politicians and everyone else getting involved. Um, my take on it is, and I wouldn't have had 100% of the facts last week when I wrote the article, but my take on it is that, uh, and I think the headline was I changed my view on pay, pay for, per view, which I have I have slightly. In terms of, I had an issue with the Sky um, deal and even still looking at Sky, it's a very expensive option. I think the €79 Euros, um with the €10 euro discount for GA members and, and whatever, and the pub's 150 and the club's 300 or whatever way, or the other way around, the club's 150 and the pub's 300 I think it's 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 affordable. Um, the, there's a couple of major issues. Obviously, broadband is a major issue and accessibility for you know for older people getting onto the laptop yeah. and doing all that. So I, I made those points. I made the point about that there was poor choices in terms of the Cork tip match. I think the Clare Limerick match, to be fair, they could do nothing about because Limerick looked for a change because of the great Limerick run. That was to be shown. But yeah. anyway, it wasn't. So my, my, my overall view was uh, it's a, a product to fill a gap because the GRT are showing way more matches than they did in 2018. What are those figures? I think it's gone up from 40 some to 69, including Camogie and League and everything else. And um, So there's only so much they can show. TG Carr got there was rights there TJ Carroll got some BBC Northern Ireland got others and there was a gap in the market and if people want to see more matches this was a uh, was an option but there is obviously flaws in it so um, that's that's where I see it and I like you'd, you'd wonder could it be put on a mainstream channel some way I know that's not simple I know TV production is not simple I also know it's not cheap um, you're never going to show every match you know and go back to the bad old days where we only had maybe the semi-finals and finals there is, there is way more but I think really the key matches, you know, that was the mistake. Like, the Cork tip is a sort of an annual piece. And what had happened over the last few years, all of these Munster Round Robin games were featured on Free Tear and RT um, and on, on Sky. And then there were, you know, well, Sky wasn't free, but it was available on your TV screen, which, you know, the quality and all that. So there are all the issues with it. So, look, um, I think some of the reaction, though, has been way over the top. And I think some of the political intervention, I think we have a lot more serious problems in the country now whether than, 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 uh, than, uh, than GA go. But, um, but I, thought, I thought that was quite surprising. But in, in an overall sense, look, there's been a lot of debate about everyone has their opinion, which is great. And I'd say, look, there's definitely pros in it. Is there weakness in it? Yes. Can they be addressed? Yes. And, you know, and I think it was healthy. I think, you know, fair play to Don Logan, Jackie, they're working for RT, they gave up, they gave their opinion. Um, Declan McBennett, in fairness, came on to RT, he got a good grill enough to train the Perry and on the radio news at one, you know, which is all good because it, yeah. it's out. I, I thought the GA goal um, managing director did well as well. He came out on Monday and answered questions and explained the rationale behind it. So um, I think it is different than then Sky, albeit it does still create accessible accessibility uh, or issues. But, um, you know, if we could tweak it, get it onto a main screen, even if there was a cost, I don't think that's the big issue with people because I think the cost is very reasonable for 38 matches. You know, there was an early board for 59 quid or something. So, like, it is good value for money vis-a-vis lots of other stuff that goes on. And um, and let's hope they can, they can earn it out. But uh, just a, a final thing. You know, it's ironic then in the middle of it all that we've probably lost a week talking about hurling in the middle of a condensed season because we're talking about this, which is a yeah. little bit of a, a disappointment. Yeah, well, Michael, I could chat hurling with you all day, but I know I've uh, overstayed my welcome to say the least. So thanks ever so much for talking to me today and best wishes with everything with Offaly in the future. Yeah, and good luck uh, to yourselves. And uh, look, we look forward to a good battle with, with uh, Carlo on Saturday. Let the best team win. Brilliant. Thanks a million, Michael. Cheers. All the best, Robbie.
Marty just said to Richie Cody there job done well done you finished with a great tally yourself but uh, you had a job to do and there was a lot of talk awfully this awfully that you knew you had to win the match you won it in style yeah exactly like um, look, you, can only, you can only be what's in front of you um, obviously often made a, a few changes but didn't mean it was going to be easier or harder uh, you know, there was a lot of, lot, lot of pressure on us today to perform and get over the line and look we've we done, we done our job um, we know, we know it's going to, we meet, we're, uh, we're going to meet a different animal in two weeks time but Look, we're after going through a joint on beating now, and we'll, great, we'll take great confidence from that now. So, yeah, look, another another job done, and we're, we're where we want to be now. So, another step to go now. Yeah, and you got off to a great start, and certainly to a great finish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, we we, we kind of want to get off to a fast start, you know, and, and try to get a few bo- points on the board. Um, could have gone for a goal or two as well, but look, we uh, look one one twenty nine. I think we finished with. So, look, any you play any team in Ireland and you finish that tally, you'll be happy. So, we're happy. Okay, and well done in your quality awards. We're picking another award last night, but you always put things like that to bed when. You're concentrating on games, so big beer work now in the next fortnight. Croke Park, here we come, 27. So the very best of luck to you, and thanks again for today, thanks. and for and for a great tournament. Yeah, thanks, Brendan. Yeah, so hopefully we get the, the crowd behind us on with two weeks time, and we we'll drive it on again. Two buses from St. Mullins, one goes straight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's great to look forward to now, and it's great to give the car people something to show about. So okay, yeah. well done, Marty. Congratulations yeah. again. Well done. Thanks, Brendan. Thank Good you. Man. Dermot Byrne, you're heading back to Croker. You're a, not a veteran of the Carlo team, but you're one of our stalwarts, and uh, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, every day you have the chance to play in Croker, in fairness. You ha- that's what you say at the start of the year, to reach the final or, 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 or get to Croke Park or something like that, and it's great to be heading back up there in two weeks' time. Yeah, t- tough enough, I suppose, today at times, but at the same time you took control of the game, did what you had to do, got the two points, and here we go. Yeah, sure, look, really we didn't know what to expect coming fra- coming today from Offaly because we didn't know whether they were going to throw a dummy team or come full belt. But look, I was confident going up today that if they, if they brought their best 15 or their, their, their best 20, we were going to, we were going to take them. We're, we're, we're going well. I know Offaly are going well too, but th- there's just a click there this year and a, I think we'll be hard bet now in two weeks' time. Okay, well, I want to wish you all the best and well done on all your great work with Carlo and uh, well done on a great campaign so far. We look forward to Crocker. Thanks, Brendan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for that. Fia Griffiths, Patrick, Fika, well done. You're um, a tonic on this Carlo team, and I know nothing one as I've said to the lads, and you have to keep grounded, keep your feet on the ground, but uh, fine displays all year. Done the job today, and as one of the youngest players on the team, I'm sure you're happy. And I also see you're doing fairly well in golf and Carlo Golf Club as well. I see you won a praise during the week, so you're good with the small ball, Fika, and well done. You're in the final. Yeah, thanks a million. Um, yeah, three three wins, two draws, um, a, mixed, a mixed bag, but got, got the job done. Um, Went to Belly Cran last week. It wasn't going to be simple. We knew we just had to get the win and get out there. We done done that. <clears throat> um, it was tr- it was tricky today, you know. With Offaly being in the final already, there was a lot of talk about what they put out and whatnot. We just had to focus, um, and we just we, we we did our part. Do you know what I mean? We bet, bet all you can do is beat what's in front of us, and that's what we done. Um, happy now we're unbeaten. Looking forward to two weeks time on Crow Park. Yeah, my for it, my first time. Lots of lads of experience, so really, really looking forward to and relishing yeah, well, it. Yeah. You've managed very well on all the pitches I've played on so far. Um, just looking at the competition so far and, and looking to go into Croke Park. Carlo last year, the Antrim match got away and possibly could have been won. You had a great game that day. So it's amazing the fortunes of what can happen in Championship hurling and in the Joe Maccas. For me, it's a great competition. I think for you as the players, a great competition. Went and won your last match last year, lost out on scoring difference, but different ball game today. Yeah, exactly. As I say, what goes around comes around. You know what I mean? We probably felt we should have won in Kerry. We didn't, but then we were probably lucky to draw with Leash and Carlo. So, um, and then yeah, coming into today, last week, last year, sorry, we bet awfully in awfully, 
and Antrim let us down. They lost to Kerry. You could say the same today. We bet Offaly and Leash were unlucky. They bet Kerry. Um, so, yeah, we're just delighted the way things worked out. So, looking forward to push on. Good competition, standard hurling, excellent for you, Crane. You're looking forward to the final? Really looking forward to it, yeah. No, it's a great competition. Like, I can see coming in there, like, coming in there this week, there was four teams that could have got to the final. Do you know what I mean? On, on, on the last day. Um, it's re- really good quality, you know. It's a great competition. Um, gives lads like us opportunities and often referred to as the underdogs and then obviously with the all Ireland prelims you're guaranteed in um, three weeks after the John Mac final too so it's really really delighted now where we're at yeah. Yeah, well, well done people now listen I mentioned the golf there a minute ago you're playing in Carroll it's one of the best tracks in the country and uh, play out there myself but uh, I didn't know you played a bit of golf what are you playing off of? Um, playing off uh, t- t- got cut got cut point seven, ten point eight now 11 well, you could have to win in the other day as well N- yeah cut after that no yeah, I didn't win that. didn't win no it's third so I was you're, off, you're off 10 now are you? Uh, off 10 point, yeah 11, 11. Oh, yeah. I actually played with Kevin um, played with Kevin the open singles on Thursday so it was, it was a washout was with tough. Kevin Mack I played with Kevin Mack yeah, right. he's Kevin a, a member of Burroughs is he he's a m- member of Carlo now he's a member of Carlo yeah, now yeah, yeah. yeah just transferred so he's a recent, recent member in Carlo yeah um, it's great to get out yeah. just finished exams in college and stuff so I was have a week or two off now so right. and you travelling for training as well the same as John Nolan yeah travelling up and down from Dublin yeah all, all year yeah it's not simple but we're lucky there's a gang of us there's five of us actually um, myself, the two twins, the Joyce's, Conor Keogh and Evan Keeley so right. it makes the journey a lot shorter when there's a couple so you have going. A, you have Fitzgibbon Cup experience as well? Yeah, Fitzgibbon Cup experience, not a whole lot now this year, we didn't do as well as we would have liked to either but um, got to the quarterfinals, we were beaten by Watford, a good Watford side um, but yeah, I know it's a great competition too OK, well keep the small ball at the flag and keep the small ball over the bar and Croke Park for you. Great, great day for your family, great day for your club and thanks for having a chat with us post-match here and I certainly wish you well on the 27th. Look forward to seeing you playing in Croke Park. Thanks a million, Brennan. Come thanks on, for you. Well done. Oh, thanks, Brennan. Kevin MacDonald, congratulations. Kevin, and congratulations on getting on Team of the Week and I know fellas like yourself put that to the back boiler you know, leading into a John McDonough Cup match, but collectively this has been a great campaign for Carl on the table doesn't lie, you're top of the table tonight and you're in a final, so well done. Yeah, it's going very well so far. So like starting off against Kildare, we had, had a great win. Even the two draws against Kildare or against Kerry and Leash were two two great results. Um it's not easy to go to down then last weekend as well, like you said. Brian Brian had Brian got team of the week last week as well. He had an excellent game. So no, we're going very well so far. Looking forward to the final now in two weeks' time. I think you knocked over a nice point in the end there today, Kevin, after clearing the right two balls. I think you were playing a kind of a sweeper role today, but uh, collectively, I uh, just said it to James Dale and Jack Cavan and Marty and the lads, Carlo Hurling is in a good place at the moment. Yeah, it's going very well now. Today, like, there was great hurling on display from 1, one to 15, the lads that came in as well. Like, there were some great great plays, great scores. And like, I know my role, being back there as a sweeper, like, it's just giving good ball to the forwards and they're doing the damage up there then, which is good to see. You're enjoying your hurling? I am, loving it now. Yeah. At the start, it was kind of hard getting back, back used to centre-back, but at the same time, finding, home, finding myself at home there now and going well. You come from a good family, steeped in heart, Carlo hurling tradition, and there was, uh, Terence was mentioning today, your nanny and granddad, 60 years married as well, and we dedicated the game and you're a great scorer to them at the end. <laughs> to wish them a happy anniversary, but Frankie and all these people are great Carlo hurling people. There's a bit of tradition there, and you're keeping a great family tie going with the Carlo team. There is, yeah, it's great, great hurling in our, in our family, we'll say. Like, we were actually we were up in uh, up in Andy's house there today getting a few pictures first before we went to the game so 
Yeah. Ah, no, it was great. And had my auntie home from America as well, Frances. So she got to come see the match, which was which was good as well. She wouldn't get to see many hurling matches. So, yeah. no, very good now. So it was. Okay, great last week. Ballycran was a long journey, but you won. The, you drew one away. You won one away, uh, and you've done well at home. And uh, it's awfully in two weeks' time again. So you won't really mind that, will you, Kevin? No, looking forward to now. Like any time you get to Crow Park is, is a great occasion. So we're looking forward to now. Some lads have got to play there a few years ago on the John McDonough fine. Other lads will be the first time, but. We'll all take it in a stride now and just look forward to it. The next man I'm going to have a chat with is Fiacre Fitzpatrick. But just a word on the likes of Fiacre, Jack McCullough, Connor Kyo. These are the fellas that have come behind the likes of yourself that have been around with a bit of experience, but they've really added well. You know, we always worry in Carroll about the conveyor belt, small pool of players, but Fiacre holds his own with all the teams. Connor Kyo, goal again today. Jack McCullough, just three I mentioned, but there's a lot more there. Yeah, it is. There's loads of young lads coming through. Like with Carroll Hurling, the main thing is to make sure you're getting three or four lads for each age group as you go along and keep developing because we we have such a small community like there's only seven or eight hurling clubs in the whole county like but no the lads were doing very very well this year even last year as well so like it's, it's great Carol Hurling's in a good spot so far ok well listen thanks for a few words here in Dr Cullen Park we'll netwatch Cullen Park together right Kevin I look forward to seeing you and Croker in two weeks time stay safe prepare well and we'll talk to you in headquarters and the very best of luck to Carol thanks Brendan chat to you soon man. thanks Kevin James Doyle, well done on your personal tally today and well done on a great John McDonough. Uh, you're heading back to Croker. You've been there a few times before and you know how to score goals there and points. So hopefully it goes well for you in the 27. But so far, the John Mac has been great for Carlo. Yeah, definitely. Look, um, like Jack was saying, um, look, the lead didn't really go to go to plan, but we, our focus all along was kind of John McDonough. Like, but we're, we're unbeaten so far. So look, that's great for ourselves. But look, we're we're buzzing for the twenty seven. We we have no doubt that it's going to be a big game. But look, we're ready for it. We have two weeks to prepare for it. So bring it on. It's amazing how things go. Last year, Carla won by five points and Offaly didn't get to the final. Offaly come down today, qualified. People outside of Carlo criticising and saying it shouldn't work out this way. But she were on Forza last year. Carlo won by five, didn't get to the final. You've won today by one twenty nine to sixteen points. You're in the final. You don't care now. Sure, that's it. Like, look at the end of the day. Look, all we want to do is get to the final. Look, I wasn't there last year. Look, I didn't. I don't really know how how things went like throughout the year. Like, but look, we have such a good group of of a team there. Look, such a young team, and even to see the lads coming on there, Jack, Tracy, and Fika go too like and just they're bringing on they're bringing on the team like and have a have a panel like that is great so look we're all just buzzing for for the John McDonough final and look just um, hopefully hopefully next two weeks is good training and uh, preparation goes well and look we look forward to it there's always great uh, competition between all the clubs in Carlow. You know that, being a St Mullins man and your county champions and the rivalry. But the unique thing about this Carlow hurling team is the close camaraderie of the lads from all the various clubs. Now, I know a lot of counties have that, but we're talking of a small pool of players. They're picking from five senior teams, six, you know, and Burn Rangers are working hard and so on. But um, there's something special about this group of players, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Look, look when, it, when it's club hurling, look, you, you play for your club and that's it, but... Like we can honestly say, like everyone here you now is such good friends. Like and I think, that, I think that brings on the team so, so much. Like and uh, like everyone just gets on. Even the new lads coming in this year, like um, we brought them, brought them in. Like and everyone got on well with them from from the get go. And I think, I think that's um, such a massive, massive thing 
of a team and I, I think you can see that on the pitch where everyone is just uh, gelling together so well so yeah it's great I don't want to put any pressure on you but any time I've seen you in Croke Park you've performed very very well in the Carlow jersey I know Seth Mullins were a unfortunate earlier in the year but you had a, a great year but uh, as I said earlier on you know who to score up there Jim so the Carlow people will be relying on you and banging in a few up there Paddy Bowling has added a bit to this team as well <laughs> yeah look that was, a, that was a long time ago look but look hopefully it goes as well as it did other years like, but We'll, we'll give the pat- ball to Paddy Ball anyway he's playing it this year so hopefully he can do it now <laughs> well, look, I look forward to seeing you at 27 as always a pleasure to talk to you well done to you your family and everybody involved with Carlo Hurling on the great day today and the great championship thanks a million Brendan come on James thanks thanks Brendan Chris Nolan um, you knocked in a few nice scores today Chris but as I said to Richie and to Mouse Carlo had a job to do and you did it you did it in style also yeah look our main focus coming up here today was to get two points and uh, put, it was in our own hands coming up here today and that was the main thing like we didn't want to rely on any other results coming up here today we just had a job to do there was out, outside talk about the Offaly team and all that we didn't listen to it we came up we knew ourselves if we got a win we'd be in Crow Park in two weeks time Lucas job done semi-finals it was like a semi-final today semi-finals are just for winning and uh, yeah no we're happy you now and we're looking forward to two weeks' time. Big crowd turned up to support Carlo today. Yeah, a big crowd turned up. It was nice to see, you know. When you start winning games and things like that, the crowd comes back out. Like, and um, yeah, no, good to see it. Good to see Dr. Cullen. It's probably been a while like, since we had a crowd like that, maybe three or four years. Like, so yeah, it's good to see everybody and seeing all the colour there and the stand and on the terrace and that. So it's good to see, and I'm sure it'll all be out in two weeks' time again. It certainly will. Uh, score tallies have been great. I mean, 623 last week, 128 today. So people in Carla can't fall down. Brain keeps a clean sheet again. Cracking game last week. Your own man Kevin yeah. got on team of the week, and I think um, those things are only minor, I suppose, in relation. Yeah. Great for clubs and individuals, but it's a results business. Carlo's top the table tonight. Yeah, top the table. I've seen that. I wasn't even aware of it there until. Um, until a few minutes ago there someone said to me at the top of the table but um, yeah I think we hit 129 today and probably if you look back like we left a good bit out there well I left a bit out there myself personally like so we did leave, leave it out there uh, what we conceded 16 points Brian another clean sheet it's a big thing as well like clean sheets it's a habit like as, as well as we're scoring we're, um, last week we probably weren't happy with the 28 points we conceded against down like so that was down down today like so fair play to the backs they got in order and well it's not just the backs it's all over the field like so yeah, we're now we're happy overall today. I won't call him your little brother, but your younger brother, he's here beside me. We'll have a quick word. No, he's doing quite well. He's working hard this year and he's done really well in this Gosh, John McDonough as well. On RHI, he's tipping along there nicely. <laughs> okay, well he's here. John Nolan. John, uh, another fine performance uh, today from Carlo. Chris has said it. Great scoring tally and great when you're looking forward to Croke Park. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. This is what I've been training for since November. Um everyone's been putting in a savage effort all year. Um John McDonough was the it was the big um big competition for us this year, so um, everyone's just putting in a great effort and it's a few lads first time going to Croker so we're looking forward to it you played in Croker before? Ah, uh, well I played when I was younger yeah, yeah. Only it's your first time as a senior hurler? first time as a senior hurler yeah so I'm looking forward to it so you've never been there so this is a big one never for you? been there well I was supporting the boys uh, when they won the Joe Mack and the Christie Ring but this is the first full time that I've been there so I'm looking forward to it hopefully we can come out on the right side Okay, you've worked hard in this championship, but there's still yeah. a bit to do. There's nothing won yet. Oh, there's nothing won yet. No, that was only best a semi-final today. Um, we've two weeks hard training now. Um, so look, we'll we'll nail down um, the next two weeks, get the hard training in, and look forward to the final then. 
I was saying on commentary a few weeks ago that you travelled from Limerick, you're in you well, and nearly got yeah. in trouble. I met a lad in Carl, I said, you got the wrong college. You know, college is over, I take it, is your exam's finished because of yeah. commitment travelling from Limerick back to Carl and back down again. Now you can relax. Is, is, are you finished in college or are you still a bit to do? I just finished the uh, last assignment there this morning, so that's out of the way. Four years of college done. Um, ah, the journeys weren't, they weren't hard coming to Carlo like, so you'd, you'd look forward to training and being with the boys like the crack in the dressing rooms and training was great so ah, you'd look forward to it like. ok well you're looking forward to Croker 27th of May two weeks time yeah. John live on the telly live on Casey Lord, but the most important thing is Carlo are in the John Mac final it will be awfully again and you're not afraid yeah. of them oh no we're not no Jesus we're not afraid of any team we know the ability that we have so we're looking forward to that anyway Okay, well, listen, you're a credit to your club and to your family, lads, and thanks for joining thanks me, Chris. Thanks very much, Brendan. Thank you. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks very much. Thanks. Well done, lads. Perfect. Thanks, thanks Brendan. Jack Havana, I won't call you a season campaigner, even though you are a veteran of the Carlow team, but you're heading back to Croker. Another great day in Carlow Hurling, Jack. Small pool of players. We talk about this all the time, but unbeaten in the John Mac, and credit where credit is due. Yeah, absolutely, Brendan. A good day today, and uh, delighted to be getting back to Croker Park now. Uh, Look, it's still a, the main objective is still ahead, but we're there now and uh, hopefully we can go and win the thing. But uh, yeah, so far so good. We set out to win the Joe McDonald at the start of the year, so look, we're there now and uh, we give it a right good go. Uh, 2018 seems like a long time ago, but there has been some great hurling in this competition. The league probably a little bit iffy, but you did what you had to do in the end and stayed in the league. And Tom has kind of managed this fairly well, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, we use the league, I suppose, to blood a few players and a few players got a bit of an extra rest after long club campaigns. And yeah, look, and it all came together then for the start of the Joe Mac and fairness to the management, like, you know, everyone got a chance and uh, we have a good squad they're building and uh, look, uh, go from strength to strength and hopefully you can continue. Yeah, no, well, you're positive and you're looking forward to it. Win the John Mac, you have another match. Lose yeah. the John Mac, you have another match. We yeah. don't want to talk about losing, but there's two big matches left for Carlo, regardless uh, of what. And it's third in Leinster or third in Munster, yeah. they come into Dr. Cullen Park. So, good times ahead for fellas like yourselves to put in a great effort for the, for the county. Yeah, absolutely, Brendan. Look, um, we were saying during the week like, we didn't want today to be our last day. You know, we feel like we're only getting going now and you know, the ground is getting harder, the summer hurling's coming. So, delayed to have another five weeks, I think we have had now. And look, I know we, the losers still play, but we want to go. Going win the Joe Mac now, you know. Um, you know, finals are there to be won, and uh, that's our objective. And after that, then we'd worry about whoever's next. But uh, after you know, is our main target. Yeah, and over the years, you hear of teams in the Joe Mac, the Westmeads, the Carlos, you know, and so on and so forth. The Leash uh, when they, when they did it. But you go up to Croke Park and play in the Joe Mac. If two weeks after they play a top team in Ireland, you know, will the focus continue the way it has continued, or will it be? You know, it's probably a hard question if you'd answer. But people in Carlow believe that G lads are good enough to compete with the Wexfords and the Dublins, and it could be a team like that it could be a Waterford. We don't know yet. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, look, we're completely focused and awfully, but then after that, my way that goes. Like we'll, we'll look alone and we'll have a right good go at uh, whoever it may be because the last time we played the Leinster Championship no, we were very competitive in, in the league Division 1 we were very competitive so look if we get a third team Leinster Munster look, at home at Carlo I think we'll give it a right good go and um, look we don't fear anybody and we feel we have a good pool of players that are now to compete with, with the top teams Jack you're playing your best hurling you were standing against Ferns in the club championship you were a minor with Carlo in 2006 that's only like the other day but uh, you're like a bottle of wine you're maturing uh, and you're playing better hurling than you've ever played you've, you've had a great year and uh, it could get better uh, hopefully Brandon. yeah look I suppose you know throughout your career you kind of go up and down in form but yeah look it's come together for me uh, for the last couple of weeks and look hopefully it can continue look the boys around me are, are good and you know everyone kind of brings everyone on so um, look hurling alright and uh, hopefully it can continue and it's all about the results so whether we have a bad or a good game in the final once we win the match I don't, I don't mind how I go OK well listen the best of luck in Crocker well done today and well done in a great campaign we certainly hope Carla can get over the line on the 27th of May and well done thanks Brendan thanks Jack
Now we're here in Netwatch Cullen Park post-match. Paddy Boland. Paddy, you've made a bit of a name for yourself with all these goals you've scored in the league and in the John Mac, but there's still nothing won, Paddy. There's a final to be played in two weeks' time and it's a huge day for Carlo. Yeah, look, no, all, all well and good getting the scores through the whole championship, I suppose, but we can't count our chickens yet. We have to go up now again two weeks' time to Crowe Park now and just win it, really, and finish the job. You enjoyed that championship so far. You did, you've done well as an individual, but as Carlo have really done well. The proof is in the pudding. Top of the table. Yeah, top of the table now. Um, still a lot to work on. Um, next two weeks now, we'll just get the fine touches and get right for now for the final. Um, yeah, that's... Um, it's um, just recovery now and I suppose just getting into training over the next two weeks now is very important to go up now and just do the job You're striking me as a man that's enjoying your hurling a bit of big name for yourself in the league with four goals and then you come out and score three in the Joe Mack I think against Kildare seven within two matches you won seven in the final as well the Carlos supporters Paddy I said I'd be crying out for that as well won't put pressure on you now but you've done well yeah yeah, yeah. happy enough with the goals look sure I suppose the, the, I have to give the ball down to the defenders give them the good ball in and I just finished product really I suppose um, great to get him now but I suppose it won't be as easy to get him now in two weeks time I'd say they'll, they'll know the crack um, so maybe I'll just start slatting over a couple of points maybe okay, um, well, yeah well you've done well today Conor Kios at me Conor you got a goal today it wasn't all about today Carlo had a lot of work done before today's match regardless of all the talk about roughly what they were putting on the field they had their job done as well so until today awfully were undefeated uh, you cracked in one today but you've picked off some nice goals in the championship and in the league you have to be happy you come from a great Carlo hurling dynasty Ah yeah, look at happy enough now in fairness. Most of the goals now in just on the end of them in fairness. Mouse and James Idle there, they're off in the winds running through and it's just a simple hand pass and I just end it off, finish it off and take the credit sometimes. <laughs> well, the good thing about this Carlo team and about Carlo Hurling in particular, in the past you might have one or two lads that were hurling Fitzgibbon, but a lot of the lads on this Carlo team now have got great college experience, including yourself. A lot of the lads have played Fitzgibbon Cup over the last few years, including Mouse and Chris and the lads here in IT Carlo, which is now SETU. You're up in uh, DCU in Dublin. So there's a lot of lads involved, and that's good because it's early hurling in the year. And you know, you're playing inter county hurling, you're playing Fitzgibbon, you're playing at the top level. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, look at the Fitzgibbon is a, a brilliant competition. Like it's a very, it's a very high level. It's it's not too far off senior intercounty level now. You know, and there's a few of us there involved. And look at it's grand. It's great to be playing championship matches in the middle of January and February. Like it's better than better than coming down to Fenna, I suppose, and run running yeah. all evening. You know, but um, yeah, no, lucky enough now with the Fitzgibbon. But. Uh, you're happy yeah. to be in Croker, which you're going back to Croke Park, of course. You've been there before. Yeah, happy enough to be going back now. Hopefully, we get a bit of uh, bit of redemption from the last time, but sure. Hopefully, okay. put that out of the heads now and different, different, different game two weeks now. Okay, Paddy, you're kind of the quiet man of Carlo Hurling. A lot of people say, "Where did this Paddy Bowling fella come from?" St Mullins, we know you're doing well with St Mullins the last few years. Are you college man? Are you a farming man? Or what's the story? Um, I'm working in Hagrid as an area sales manager at the right. moment. So, so you're finished college? Finished college, yeah, double O and double IT there for five years. Right, so good man. Just finished there last year now, so I'm just on the road now. Because just the people, listeners and, listeners, listeners and viewers would be on about what lads do and off the field, and we don't like going into dwell into private lives, but someone will say, What college does Paddy go to? So there you are, qualified WIT and uh, on the road doing a bit of selling and that. But listen, the very best looking Croke Park, you've been a revelation in the John McDonough. Keep up the great work. You too, Connor, and thanks for joining me here after the match. Lovely, Brendan. Thanks very much. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks, thanks Connor. Thanks, Paddy. Yeah. Now we're here in Netwatch Cullen Park post-match Paddy Boland Paddy you've made a bit of a name for yourself with all these goals you've scored in the league and in the John Mac but there's still nothing won Paddy there's a final to be played in two weeks time and it's a huge day for Carlo Yeah look no, all, all well and good getting the scores through the whole championship I suppose but we can't count our chickens yet we have to go up now again two weeks time to Crow Park now and 
It's a win it really and finish the job. You enjoyed that championship so far. You did, you've done well as an individual, but as Carlo have really done well, the proof is in the pudding. Top of the table. Yeah, top of the table now. Um, still a lot to work on. Um, next two weeks now, just get the fine touches and get right for now for the final. Um, yeah, that's um, it's um, just recovery now and I suppose just getting into training over the next two weeks now is very important to go up now and just do the job. You're striking me as a man that's enjoying your hurling. A bit of big name for yourself in the league with four goals and then you come out and score three in the Joe Mack, I think, against Kildare. Seven within two matches. You won seven in the final as well, the Carlo supporters, Paddy. I said I'd be crying out for that as well. Won't put pressure on you now, but you've done well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy enough for the goals. Look, sure, I suppose the... the I have to give put down to the defenders, give him the good ball in, and I just finished product really, I suppose. Um, great to get him now, but I suppose it won't be as easy to get him now in two weeks' time. I said they'll, they'll know the crack, um, so maybe I'll just start slatting over a couple of points, maybe. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, you've done well today. Connor Kios, Connor, you got a goal today. It wasn't all about today. Carlo had a lot of work done before today's match, regardless of all the talk about roughly what they were putting on the field. They had their job done as well. So until today, awfully, we're undefeated. Uh, you cracked in one today, but you've picked off some nice goals in the Championship and in the league. You have to be happy. You come from a great Carlo hurling dynasty. Ah, yeah, look at happy enough now, in fairness. Most of the goals now, in just on the end of them, in fairness. Mouse and James Idler, they're off in the winds running through, and it's just a simple hand pass. And, I just end it off, finish it off and take the credit sometimes. <laughs> well, the good thing about this Carlo team and about Carlo Hurling in particular, in the past you might have one or two lads that were hurling Fitzgibbon, but a lot of the lads on this Carlo team now have got great college experience, including yourself. A lot of the lads have played Fitzgibbon Cup over the last few years, including Mouse and Chris and the lads here in IT Carlo, which is now SETU. You're up in uh, DCU in Dublin. So there's a lot of lads involved, and that's good because it's early hurling in the year. And you know, you're playing inter county hurling, you're playing Fitzgibbon, you're playing at the top level. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, look at the Fitzgibbon is a, a brilliant competition. Like it's a very, it's a very high level. It's it's not too far off senior intercounty level now. You know, and there's a few of us there involved. And look at this grand. It's great to be playing championship matches in the middle of January and February. Like it's better than better than coming down to Fenn, I suppose, and run running yeah. all evening. You know, but um, yeah, no, lucky enough now with the Fitzgibbon. But. Uh, you're happy yeah. to be in Croker, which you're going back to Croke Park, of course. You've been there before. Yeah, happy enough to be going back now. Hopefully, we get a bit of uh, bit of redemption from the last time, but sure. Hopefully, okay. put that out of heads now and different, different, different game two weeks now. Okay, Paddy, you're going to be the quiet man of Carlo Hurling. A lot of people say, "Where did this Paddy Bowling fella come from?" St Mullins, we know you're doing well with St Mullins the last few years. Are you college man? Are you a farming man? Or what's the story? Um, I'm working in Hagrilide as an area sales manager at the right. moment. So you're finished college. Finished college, yes. Yeah, Double O and Double O T there for five years. Right, so good man. Just finished there last year now, so I'm just on the road now. Because just the people, listeners and listeners, listeners and viewers would be on about what lads do and off the field, and we don't like going into dwell into private lives. But someone will say, "What college does Paddy go to?" So there you are, qualified WIT and uh, on the road doing a bit of selling and that. But listen, the very best look in Croke Park. You've been a revelation in the John McDonough. Keep up the great work, you too, Connor. And thanks for joining me here after the match. Lovely, Brendan. Thanks very much. Cheers, Brendan. Thanks, thanks Connor. Thanks, Paddy. Brian Dowling, congratulations, I suppose. The first job was to get to the final. You did that. You came away with the victory. But Dublin certainly frustrated you for long periods of time in that game. Yeah, they did. Look, Dublin are a good team. This was last year. The probably scoreline looked like we won handy, but you know we got a couple of goals last year and we pushed on. But uh, you know this year we didn't get the goals and it was tit for tat there for a long time until Julian got the goal at the end. So look, Dublin are a good team and we know that and they're frustrated as I suppose for a long period. So I suppose look we can learn from that and we play again in a few weeks and we just have to up our performance. 
What is your view on the performance today? Because there was a lot of way where passes into it. He came away with the victory, but I suppose looking from your point of view, still lots to be worked on before the start of the All Ireland. Yeah, look, there's always stuff to be worked on, whether you win or lose. Um, look, I suppose we're happy to use the ball last Saturday. Um, you know, we probably trained very hard this week. We're kind of using these couple of weeks to really ramp up things. So, you know, I suppose a normal championship week, you wouldn't be training as hard. So maybe, I know the girls are a bit leggy out there. I don't know, but I thought we started off very well. Um, thought we used the ball very well, got four points up, but then just kind of dropped off a bit. And I suppose Dublin dropped a lot of bodies back and frustrated us. So we, look, we have to learn from that. And I suppose I said to the girls there, we, we, we found a way. We didn't play well, but we found a way to win. That's a good sign of a team, but we, we know that we have to improve a lot. While the sun is shining down on top of us and we don't mind it, it has to be hard for the players to play in that, especially trying to get water and keep their hydration levels up throughout the game. Yeah, it's extremely hot, you know. I suppose we're not used to it in Ireland uh, playing matches in these kind of conditions. But look, again, we're not using that as an excuse. The same for both teams. Um, you know, Dublin, Dublin are, are a brilliant team. And, you know, I said every time we play them, they put us up to it. They did in the league as well. So, look, I said, we just have to look at ourselves now and try and up in the next couple of weeks. We still have a couple of weeks before championship. Uh, I think June the 10th is when we're out against Wexford. So that's our, our focus next. You were roaring hot favourites coming into it, especially after the performance last year in O'Moore Park in Port Leash. Were you thinking to yourselves like that it was going to be an easy task, especially after the victory in the league as well? No, definitely not. You know, but we, don't, we never go into any match thinking that. And the day we think that's the day we're, we're going to be finished here. So, look, every match we go out, we say to the girls every time, any team can beat you if we're not tuned in. We, we, we know that. We're not naive enough to think any different. And, look, some days, I suppose, you try to do the right thing, it just doesn't work out. Uh, you know, some of the passes were probably going just a little bit too high, weren't going to the hand, and then end up in the rocks. And there's a lot of stoppages in play there, which probably didn't suit us. So, look, as I said, I keep saying, we just have to look at ourselves, what we can improve on, and, and try and up the intensity for the next couple of weeks. It's good momentum now going into the prepare for the All Ireland series. You have a couple of weeks break now before your next game intensity going to ramp up and training over the next couple of weeks yeah I said look we've, we've trained really hard since the league we've, we've, you know the girls put in a huge effort um, we've great now the long evenings we're getting loads of hurling done you know the fitness is improving there all the time so um, you know we just have to keep that going now for the next couple of weeks and we'll be definitely ramping up training for the next couple of weeks like there has been for the last couple of weeks and then I suppose Taylor off coming up to the Wexford again I suppose the fact winning a Leinster title as well and doing it in your home patch here in UPMC in Olin Park we're down on the field at the minute it's in immaculate condition lovely to be able to play on such fantastic facilities. Yeah, it's great looking. Thanks a million to the county board for getting us in here, I suppose. Anytime we play in here, we're delighted and, you know, we played here last year against Limerick and Offaly and the conditions were similar. Just lovely, sunny day. It's great to see the kids playing at half time and stuff like that and the decent crowd here. So that's what we want to see and the intermediates getting to play here as well. You know, this is a great stadium and it's great that the county board are letting the girls in here to play as well and, you know, I know they don't have to. So anytime we can, we love coming in here. I suppose we just have to make sure our performance is a little bit better the next time we get in here. One last question for you. There didn't seem to be too many serious issues or anything in the game, but you had a couple of knocks in this. Um, any major doubts now going into? to the next couple of weeks or just uh, small little niggles as usual? Yeah, no, I don't think anything from the match today. I suppose uh, Daniel Marcy had a serious injury on, on Thursday night in training, so waiting. she's getting a scan done this evening in Dublin. So, uh, you know, the early signs don't look good for her, I suppose. And, you know, it's a pity because she came back and uh, she's been buzzing some great energy since she came back in. She's done really well at the intermediates. Juan Delastic got a goal straight away. So, look, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we get good news um, and hopefully that, but everyone else I think is fine from today. Well, congratulations on the victory and best of luck when it comes to the start of the all Ireland series. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Julie Malone, congratulations. The sun is shining down on us here in UPMC, Nolan Park. You won the Leinster final against Dublin, but they really put it up to you in that. How, give us your overall thoughts of the game, playing in it. Um, yeah, I suppose it was kind of a frustrating game to play in, but um, like we obviously wanted to win and we came out with the results. So 
Um, we're obviously delighted to our, our goal was to win the Leinster Championship after the league so we're very very happy conditions were really, really good to play in today nice uh, blue skies and the pitch was in great condition as well um, so yeah we're delighted with the win While it was nice blue skies it was very very warm out there so how tough was it actually to play in that heat because players are not used to playing in sunshine or that heat in Ireland it's normally raining or the wind is blowing so how difficult was it for players especially for your hydration? Yeah, um, I suppose we all knew that the weather was going to be good this weekend, so preparation, I suppose, we took that into consideration. Um, when you're out there, yeah, it's hot, but you kind of don't really think about that, um, just focusing on the next ball. So, yeah, I don't think it really affected us today. I suppose it was it was very hot, but we all prepared well, so we are ready for it. Dublin really put it up to you, and I suppose they frustrated you for long periods of time. You couldn't really get that killer instinct until you eventually did in the second half you got the goal that started the the trend I suppose for Kilkenny to push ahead and get those couple of points and to win the game tell us about the goal did you know much about it? Um, I suppose I just seen the eyeball coming in I said I'd chance my arm put it up and try and catch it um, so yeah I was lucky to get in the back of the net in the end but I suppose whatever way it goes in the goal you're happy enough once it's in the back of the net Well you have a couple of weeks now to prepare before you start in the All-Ireland Championship it's going to be held for leather I'd say now come training uh, for the next couple of weeks to prepare for what is a busy period for you Yeah um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to the next two weeks and there's serious competition for places as well which is great keeps things interesting um, so yeah I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks training now get ready for a championship well, Julianne Malone, player of the match in today's Leinster final. Congratulations. Go enjoy the celebrations. Thanks very much. Shem Kelly, we may be after the senior game because you've been a busy man, intermediate manager for the semi-final earlier on, backroom selector with the senior team here as well. First of all, let's start with this game. Good win for Kilkenny in the senior game, despite Dublin putting it up to Kilkenny for long periods of time. Yeah, look, in fairness to Dublin, like they, they came down here to to make a point for themselves. Like, I suppose they're trying to probably show a lot of people that they're you know they're not they're not dead and buried in any means. I thought they were set up very well defensively. They worked the ball out well. They created a lot of space inside, and you know it, it, it kind of put a lot of put a lot of pressure on Kilkenny. Like they kind of had to figure figure their way through it. You know, but in fairness, like Kilkenny are all earning champions for a reason. They held on to the end and they they hit the they hit the goal when it mattered the most. You know, they just kept plugging away. And I have to say, like when Jenny Clifford came into the game and in fairness to Ash as well, they brought something to it, a bit of energy. You know, and that's what that's what the girls needed. And I think it's it's, it's the great thing about today for them is that. They can they can take a lot of learnings out of the the one Leinster title, and you know you should always be appreciative of everything you win in, in sport because it mightn't last too long for you. So they can definitely take away that the one Leinster title, but they definitely have more in them. You know what I mean? So you know it's it, it's been a, it's been a good day, I'd say, to be honest with you as well. Even though they know that there's more in the tank. It certainly has been a good day in talking about winning Leinster titles. You're over the intermediate team. You beat the Wexford team here earlier on this afternoon in the semi-final. You're now in the Leinster final against Neighbours Carlo, which will be played uh, next Saturday. So, first of all, give us your thoughts on the intermediate game overall. Yeah, I thought, again, I was um, absolutely delighted with the result. Um, to, hit, to hit 19 points, do you know what I mean, was was fantastic. Um, I have to give credit to Afton Grace on the freeze. She's really, she's taken over that leadership, you know, when, when that 
Danielle moved up to the seniors and, and that's what we expect from, from the group like you know so it was brilliant um, I thought we probably took us a while to settle into the game in the first half I, I, probably the you know the venue in Nolan Park and a lot of girls probably never would have even stepped foot in here in the dressing room let alone on the field so you know which is an astonishing uh, mm. announcement like and we've even heard I mean I don't think for 16 years I think that Laura said to see who played here after never played here at all at all like it's a stark reminder that a lot of our county players have never actually played in Nolan Park it's it's it's, it's um, you know it's something I'd, I'd hope that we we could change and get more girls in here especially at a young age and get them get them the feel of playing in their own their own ground you know but um, look overall Martin it was it was a good day's work semi-final for winning we came in we done the job we got the result second half we pushed on and again you know it was brilliant to see Ellen Gunner come off the bench she hit two two great points I think straight off the bat and then Mulhall worked hard and even at the end the pinging Mulhall and Gunner pinging the ball to each other was fantastic moves there was great link up play there's great energy and there's good attitude in the group and you know they're they're starting to click like you know but look here we're, we're not a polished article by any means and but we're on the right road you know and that's all we can that's all we can do and we can only play what's in front of us so next week obviously we're playing a good Carlos side you know what I mean like you don't you don't be five points down in the game and come back and win an extra time if you don't have some sort of character and we all know that you know chap obviously has brought a bit of life back into the into the jersey down there so they're going to come with the ambition that they want to win a title you know what I mean they won the league title this year so they're hungry for success No disrespect to Dublin last weekend when you played them you couldn't even really call it a challenge game but today was different your backs were immense you worked hard your work rate was fantastic and getting 19 points on the scoreboard I know you scored 24 last week but 19 points today when it was put up to you by a long period of time by Wexford you surely must be happy with that going into a Leinster final yeah no the backs again and I think probably you know I'd say our backs all, all throughout, throughout the campaign have been have been excellent and we made some changes as well even the last day you know and the feeling was there then Jane came back in today and it never disrupted anything and, and that's a great thing to have to have those options and the show can still go on you know so here full credit to him there was even there was even chances there where Wexford had goal chances and the backs stayed cool and didn't foul just turned over the ball and worked it out you know what I mean so I'm, I'm actually I'm delighted with that for that part of the game anyway the only thing I have to ask you about is because it was evident from long periods of time that there was a lot of the ball that was going in that was being batted out by Emma Coyley in the Wexford goal did you ever think to plant someone inside in the square and maybe get a couple of goals out of the chances that was being presented in there yeah no um I believe we actually have and it's something that we always you always find in Camogie sometimes that the girls feel like they need to throw themselves into the game and to try and get them to coach it into them that game of patience you know what I mean at that, that time you, you can stay in there start to run in deep you know like there was there was definitely goal chances there from 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 the keeper batting the ball out you know but again it's great to learn these things now and try and get it right when it matters down the road you know but look um, look Martin it was, a, it was a great day overall it was a great day here the pitch was fantastic Lovely you know carpet. what I mean like I couldn't we couldn't fault the, the performance there's not much more to say we came to win a semi-final we've done the job and now we have to take one more step to try win a Leinster title and as I said to Nicky earlier on that I, I, don't, I don't know how long the competition is going I think it's going 2014 Kilkenny have only won, won two Leinster titles at 15 and I think Anya was manager in 19 as well so you know it, it will mean something to bring back a title here to Kilkenny it, it definitely will um, and it'll also hopefully create that hunger for Kilkenny intermediates to want to you know push on later on this year so look it's a good day's work well congratulations well done we look forward to following both teams uh, next week it's nice to have a local derby in the, the final next week we wanted it for a long time we have it again so well done and the best of luck next week thanks very much man alright talk soon 
Now I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by the host of the Between the Stripes LOI podcast, Kieran Burke. Uh, Kieran, thanks ever so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks for having me, Robbie. Um, Kieran, we're here to talk about the GAA Go debate. I suppose it's the thing that seems to have infuriated the country more than anything this week. You seem to have kind of the anti-populist opinion on this. You've described the debate around GAA Go this week as a non-issue, saying that there's more than enough GAA on TV already, and that people should buy GAA Go if they want to watch extra games because it's not expensive. Why do you feel so strongly on this issue? Yeah, well, look, I'll put it out there straight away. I'm not a massive GA man. I, I follow the games on television like everyone else, yeah. but I would be more, I suppose, a soccer man. So I'm not going to hide that from the get-go. But I just, I can't believe the airtime and the column inches that this is this is gobbling up. Um, I can't believe there's been political backing for it as well. I think we have much bigger issues in the country than, than GA Go. Um, I think Declan McBennett, the head of RT Sport, I think... He gave a very reasonable answer at the weekend as well. He explained the situation at the weekend. There was two provincial football finals on. I think everyone knew they were going to be quite one-sided games, but they're contractually obliged by RT to show those provincial football finals. So obviously hurling games were going to suffer as a result. Um, I mean, there was back-to-back provincial finals on RT the weekend. There's regular GA on TG Car. You've got the Sunday game. There's uh, magazine shows, highlight shows. There's podcasts. I think if there's one sport in the country that can't complain about uh, having enough coverage, I think it's GA. Do you not understand the argument around the fact that you mentioned the games there and the coverage that it gets and I think most GA supporters and people across the country would agree with that. However, none of those games had full stadiums like Cork and Tipperary had, yeah. like Limerick and Clare had and like Tipperary and Clare had um, in the last three weeks. Tomorrow or Saturday night of course Watford taking on Clare in Turles mightn't be full but you'd expect a large crowd there again mm. that game's on GA go can you not understand that or do, do you not agree with the point that there's a clamour for these games not just to get to them but if you can't get to them to watch them and by implementing GA go they've actually stopped um, a large proportion of the people that want to view these games I think, again, if you look at the weekend gone by, it's, a, it's an open and shut case. RTE were contractually obliged to show those games by the GA, those provincial finals. I, as much as anyone, prefer to watch a good game of Harlem. I think uh, a game of Harlem between two of the top teams in the country, I think uh, there's far fewer sports that are as exciting to watch when you get a really good game of Harlem. But that's the way it is at the moment. It's the GA and RTE that have to have to sort that out maybe when they're, when they're um, agreeing on future television rights packages and all. But... Um, Again, I, I can't believe that this has taken up so much column inches and particularly political. Uh, this has been discussed in the highest reaches of the political sphere in the country, which which I find absolutely amazing. Um, I think it does go to show the GA the incredibly strong um, power it still has in terms of being able to get these debates kind of into the public domain. I mean, if you look at the FAI, for example, last week, they released a report where they were Basically looking for a slice of the betting levy. Um, and obviously, the horse racing and greyhound industry would fight quite hard against that. And it was dismissed quite quickly, and it didn't really take up a huge amount of column inches, whereas this GA Go debate seems to be rolling on and, and gaining traction by the day. So it does go to show, I suppose, the uh, the power that the, the GA still has around the country. Do you think there should be a paywall for amateur sports? I think, the, I think one thing that has caught my attention it's been very interesting the the Virgin Media statement that came out the other day there's probably not too much we can we can say on that but uh, I think there was kind of this comment was been thrown out well RT uh, and TC Cahar have taken up rights and Virgin Media they didn't take up the rights for whatever reason I think Virgin Media have kind of cleared up why that was or that they've kind of 
put their argument out there. So and the GA have responded, just to say as well. They've responded to yeah, that. So, uh, so I suppose there is a, an opportunity there. Hopefully the GA, maybe Virgin Media can come together and hash out some sort of deal for, for, down, for down the line. And, and then that's another free-to-air channel that'll have GA rights. And as I said, then you've got RTGA potentially, or sorry, RTTG Cahar and potentially Virgin Media. And then GA Go, whatever your views on it, it is there at the moment. So again, I think there's, there's more than enough GA coverage out there. We'd all love a situation where every game is, is free to air, but I don't think that's that's set in reality at all. The reason why it's interesting to talk to you, of course, you know, I introduced you there as the host of the Between the Stripes LOI podcast. You have a huge interest in all things League of Ireland. They have their own streaming service at the moment. Yeah. Is the difference there... Shamrock Rovers played Bohemians recently. That game, I believe, was on Virgin Media, free-to-air television. Probably yeah. the biggest derby in Irish football. One of the biggest games of any season when it comes to the Airtricity Premier Division. Is the difference now that the games that are in demand are going free-to-air when it comes to League of Ireland, whereas with the GAA, the ones that are clearly in demand, as can be shown by the amounts of bums on seats we get with Munster Hurling, the fact that they're not free-to-air, is that the crux of the issue, do you think? Well, I suppose a game that's in demand to me and you might not be in demand to someone else. Uh, obviously, you're, when you're dealing with GEA and, and Hurling in particular, I suppose there is a certain part of the country where it's it's a lot more popular. Um, obviously, in Munster, it, it's huge. Your Kilkenny listeners, obviously, it's it's the yeah. religion down there. So, you know, it, it's very hard to gauge what is the demand game and what isn't. Um, if you've taken the provincial finals off the telly at the weekend, I'm sure the supporters of those counties wouldn't have been too pleased. So it, it, it's a difficult position for the GA, but um, just on the on the streaming services, I suppose, um, the big difference with League of Ireland is we're still a long way away from having a game on the telly every week. I think Virgin Media announced yesterday they're going to show another five games this season, uh, in addition to the Dublin Derby that you mentioned there. So that'll be six games this season, unless they're first for or or their first step into League of Ireland coverage. Uh, RT show about 18 games a season, if I'm not wrong. So, that's still only twenty, what twenty four games in a thirty six game season. So we're still a long way away from having a game every week. Do you think some alternatives have been proposed here? And again, this is kind of League of Ireland meeting GA and other sports in this country. Do you think it is time to at least open the discussion about whether it be RTE? Virgin Media, somebody having a designated sports channel to try and broadcast as many games that are of interest to the public as possible. Yeah, well, look, as a, we're both, I think we're both sportsmen, so we'd love to see that. Um, I yeah. think, aside from from GA and 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 soccer as such, even you look at women's sports now, women's GA, women's uh, League of Ireland, the international team, they're in huge demand at the moment. Uh, there's other sports that are obviously rugby is huge in Ireland, and you have your individual sports and such as such as golf like I mean it's a, it's a sports mad country horse racing as well Greyhound it's, it's a sports mad country so obviously I think the demand would be there for a, an individual or a dedicated sports channel but I don't know how you go about funding that and the cost of it and all the rest I've never ran a, a television network in my life I don't think I ever will so I can't probably answer that but I think the demand is definitely there but how that would look and how it would be funded how it would be how, how much it would have cost, I, I don't know any of that, but I think the demand is definitely there, all right, but um, will, will we see it happen? Probably not. And a lot of the discussion around the cost has been the fact that it seems to be a large portion of it goes on outside broadcast units that we see with RTE when they do their League of Ireland coverage, their pundits and their presenter, and obviously all the production team that comes with that are 
at the venue where the match is on. Likewise with the GA, they do the same thing. Do you think sports supporters are in demand is that as much as they want to see the game do you think they should try and reduce the cost by doing in-studio analysis and then maybe leveraging that against the fact they can get more output of the actual games yeah I suppose again it's a difficult one it's, it's individual taste isn't it some people will just watch the, uh, sit down watch a game they'll, they'll sit down just in time for throw in or for kick off they'll get up at half time make a cup of tea and they'll come back for the second half and as soon as the final whistle goes they'll turn it off other people absolutely love the the analysis and the nitty gritty of it um, and again when you're comparing I suppose LOI TV to GA Go I know on GA Go a lot of the bigger games would have their panellists and their pre-match half-time full-time analysis um, I, I personally think it makes a huge difference to the product makes it look very professional um, on most LOI TV streams you still wouldn't have that uh, really it's mostly just uh, as I said whistle goes kick off you get your commentators who are all nearly on a voluntary basis um, and then full-time whistle goes, you get a little bit of chat from the commentators and that's it, but there's no real uh, kind of after-match show or analysis. And I, I do think it makes a big difference when you have that. But again, it's down to individual, um, individual taste. And the interesting thing here, I suppose, a lot of the debate around this Diego has been the fact that if you just kind of stay away from the GA for a moment and actually just concentrate on the game of hurling itself, that by putting these games behind a paywall, they don't give, as Don Locusek said on the Sunday game, the oxygen that the sport needs to grow. That has been a similar argument when it comes to League of Ireland football, particularly over, well, God knows how long at this stage, but certainly over the last five to ten years, the fact that it's not given enough coverage by the Irish media for it to grow and for it to prosper even though we have seen huge spurts in it this year thankfully from the start of the season mm. do you feel as though that can you um, empathise with hurling supporters in that regard you look at large parts of the country where the hurling like most supporters of we'll say the county football team I, I'm a Longford man um, I think most people in Longford they've never gone out and watched the county hurlers whereas they've probably seen the county footballers uh, and there's plenty of uh, counties around the country where I think it'd probably be a similar uh, a similar situation. So uh, how do you go about growing the game of Harlan? Um, obviously, as Donald Cusick said, the more big games you have on the telly, that's great. But is that really going to encourage your, your average man in Longford to go out and watch the, the Harlan team? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I, I, can, I certainly have empathy with, with his argument and I, I can see where he's coming from 100%. And just generally... Kieran, I suppose when we, when we talk about it, um, do you feel as though in what would be your your in an ideal world, what would sports coverage in this country look like? With obviously you have an interest in League of Ireland, but just generally, and what do you think can we do in the world we live in? What's realistic at the moment to keep as many people as possible happy, mm. which doesn't seem to be the case at all at the moment with a lot of sports. I just I don't think you ever will keep everyone happy because uh, as we said there's there's so many different sports in this country that people have a, a keen interest in um, I think RT do a great job in their coverage of, of the likes of horse racing they cover the big meetings um, I think they could do a lot more on the League of Ireland front but then there's other people that probably would say it shouldn't be on telly at all and it's the same with, with the GA and I, I suppose maybe the thing that comes out of this is perhaps there needs to be more flexibility and more freedom for the broadcaster um, maybe not been pinned down to, to certain uh, stipulations such as having to show certain games um, I suppose it's not helped at the moment as well by the fact that some of the provincial football finals are very very uncompetitive um, and, and then you see these fantastic hurling games big crowds loads of scores great drama and, they, and they're not been televised so I can certainly understand where 
where the hurling people are coming from as such. But um, as I said at the very start, I, I just can't believe how this has snowballed um, and the fact that it's kind of become political now as well. I find absolutely incredible. But um, I suppose, again, that goes to show the the uh, the power the GA has in this country. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting perspective on things and it was great to hear your own opinion on it today. Just to move away from it for uh, for a bit, the work you're doing with the League of Ireland is great, as I mentioned a couple of times now, Between the Stripes um, LOI podcast you're working on. Seems to be a real energy to the League of Ireland this season. Yeah, there really is. It's, it's great to see um, heading to so many games where the sold-out sign is up days in advance. Um, that's not something... I've experienced in my 20 years following the league, so it's great to see the energy behind it. Uh, the product on the field is very good, but um, my big concern at this moment in time is are we as a league going to capitalise on this great energy that seems to be behind the domestic game? Um, I mean, we're a lot of grounds I go to, they're, they're not fit for purpose. They weren't fit for purpose 10, 15 years ago, and they're certainly not fit for purpose now. Um, and I said, so many games sold out where we could get so many more people in, but we just don't have the capacity. So, my big hope from kind of this spell of Irish football is that we'll really capitalise on this. I think the FEI, the government, has to come together and try and get the funding sorted out. But look, there's loads of grounds around the country and different codes that, that'll be saying the same, that they need new pitches and new facilities and all the rest. But I think when you look at the League of Ireland, that's certainly where it's lagging behind the facilities. At some grounds, uh, still aren't, aren't up to grade. You look at Tala there last week for the Dublin Derby against Bohemians, sold out, uh, wonderful modern facilities, great atmosphere, uh, loads of young families there that, that's the blueprint going forward so if we could get five or six talents around the country we, we'd be laughing and in terms of it we always seem to be looking at the bigger picture when it comes to League of Ireland but if we were to continue looking at that bigger picture you mentioned the stadiums there and the grounds what are the key issues that need to be dealt with for the League of Ireland to fulfil its entire potential Again, I think the facilities are the biggest one. I mean, I've been in grounds this season, I won't name them, where there's been basic things like, you know, no toilet roll in, in the bathroom, no running water, no hands up. Um, I find that incredible in 2023. Um, I bring my girlfriend to a lot of games and I find a lot of the grounds for female supporters and for people bringing young kids to games. They're just, they're not entirely family friendly. Um, so we want to grow the league as a whole. Um, then that has to change. Clubs have to have to do the basics right. But I think... A bigger picture is, is you know, the, the funding needs to be there. Um, I think there was news this week down in Cork of a centre of excellence that's been planned for a number of years and that looks to have fallen through, um, which is which is very, very disappointing. And I touched on it earlier on, I suppose there's a bit going on at the moment about the betting levy in this country, um, the fact that a lot of it goes to, well, all of it goes to, to horse racing and greyhound racing, uh, when maybe up to, I think it's fair to say, probably up to 40% of bets are maybe struck on football. You've obviously got GEA bets, tennis bets, all the rest. I think it's only right the other sports should be should be getting a cut of that and that's someone that's a huge horse racing fan and, and that works in the gambling industry but um, I, I personally think that other sports should be getting their cut out of that and I think that could go a long, long way to help them with um, facilities in all sports in this country and, and at grassroots level as well. And Kieran, just before I let you go, how do people, if they're interested in it, listen into the Between the Stripes uh, League LOI podcast? Yeah, the best place to find us is on our website, uh, betweenthestripes.net, our latest show. We, we do a weekly League of Ireland show. Uh, we cover both the Premier Division, First Division, big name guests every week. We had the Cork City owner, Dermot Ostrom, with us this week. So um, really interesting listening. And uh, we're out, usually in the early part of the week, every week, usually a Tuesday uh, or a Wednesday, we, we release the show. So betweenthestripes.net, or you can find Between the Stripes on Twitter as well. Brilliant stuff. Kieran Burke of Between the Stripes, LOI podcast. Thanks ever so much for speaking to me today. Thanks a million. 
<laughs> Niall, listen, um, there's a lot of people very happy for you this evening because I know how hard you work. Yeah. I know how hard this team have worked and you were very disappointed here the last day, but I think the word character is what we have to use here. There was character shown there. It wasn't a classic of a match, but a win is a win no matter what way the match goes and you beat Wicklow and Ockram and not too many can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think 17 scores is the aspect I was most pleased with at the end of the stats because um, we haven't got near that in the two years, I suppose, the three years that I'm here. Um, so we're creating all these opportunities um, and, you know, we would have felt that it could have come back to haunt us. So we'd, I think we had four goal opportunities. We didn't, yeah. we didn't take one. Um, Jordan's one was cleared off the line. Uh, I think he'd another one palmed into the net. He just got his position at sense wrong. Um, but I suppose the one thing, we as a group, when we left Ockram five weeks ago, um, there was a lot of soul searching from us as a group, full stop. And, um, you know, we aired a few things to each other in terms of where we're going and, and, and why we're here. Um, and we wanted to put that right. Uh, and I think, you know, to turn an eight-point deficit five weeks ago to get the victory here was, was a big plus. Um, and the boys have worked so hard in them five weeks. Um, and the one thing we said here at half-time was, you know, it was a draw match. Um, and the biggest thing for us was when they got their 10 minutes and if to go four or five up, that we would hang in and hang in and hang in and then we would get our time. And in fairness, the lads that hung in, and it was the 62nd minute when we got our time. Uh, and we, we, I think we got six points after that unanswered. Uh, and, yeah, and, and that, was, that was the one. It was great character from um, and Mikey Bambrick got the ball up to the stand sideline, uh, took on two lads, beat them. Crowley was coming out and generally you want to give it to your go-to man um, but in fairness Jonah Dunn kept his run going and uh, Mikey gave the best pass which was into Jonah and he showed unbelievable composure for his first Talchon Cup game and uh, fisted over the bar um, and then that was it and it was great look I, I think we deserve it um, I think this group, you know, we went away in a training camp for two days and it was really down to the local businesses in Carlo um, that got us over the line for that. I, I personally went and I asked them, would they donate a few bob towards the camp? They've all done it. Uh, there's maybe 12 or 13 of them. Um, when you have to go and feed 40 lads and get hotel rooms, it, it, it adds to be a big expense. Um, and we know where the county board are at and there's not many teams in the country that are trying to run the hurling and football uh, as an equal, you know, if you go to Watford, it's not the same, and you know, um, Sligo, where I'm only judging the teams where I was. Um, so when the whole thing is split 50 50, it is, it is diluted for both teams. Um, so we just had to do something different, and we needed that two day camp to get lads back in the fold and to get them thinking what it's all about uh, and why we're here. Um, and we just felt coming away last week that we're, the last Leinster Championship came here five weeks ago we just felt that we didn't do ourselves justice and it's not that we gave up um, we didn't hang in when we should have hung in and, and that was the big thing but, I think yeah. you, you looked a little lethargic here the last day and it didn't look good from the start even though you had a chance and the score was similar coming towards the end yeah. there but you, you're, you've answered it there 17 points I, I said it to Willie and Bernard the last time commentary yeah. you were Uriel Derman yeah. Dermot early the late heaven to him he always used to say yeah. 17 points in an inter-county match yeah. you have a chance yeah. you've got there today but you haven't done that recently yeah. no you're, you're 100% and look you, you've been a hard game so you know the crack yourself um, 
and that's down to hard work you know you can only create opportunities if you work very hard uh, from your goalkeeper right up and look there was made big moves there taking Kieran Cunningham out of goals and put Johnny Fury in because he's done well in his two performances yeah, for you he was brilliant and just brought a calmness and Kieran Cunningham did nothing wrong like he you know and this conversation you'd be having me how come I wasn't playing because he, he has you know he, he's been very good for us um, but Johnny just uh, stepped it up a little bit more and um he was really calm today and I was delighted for Johnny because it was massive pressure on his shoulders um, it'd be different if it was a nail down decision to have him in goals but it wasn't a nail down decision so I was delighted the way Johnny played um, it, Mark Fiore etc excellent it could have been a touch of deja vu it hasn't been Niall because before half time Shane Boogie got across the goal and you know they scored a goal here yeah. Malachy Stone the last day right. and they put you in the back foot but yeah. that's the character you showed as well you knew it was a dicey time they got off a good start in the second half yeah. but as you say they got their purple patch they got a good start but you reeled them back in and you picked off some beautiful scores I thought you mentioned Jonah Dunn's winner but I thought Aaron's Am- Aaron Ammon's point and Ross Dunphy kicked beautiful yeah. scores Ammon's score was inspirational Absolutely and what Aaron does it gives you unbelievable energy um, and when he came on he had a bundle of that same with Eric Malloy Jonah Dunn all their subs that come in did a job yeah. you know and in fairness to Niall Hickey and to Jamie Clark they were probably carrying knocks going into the game it was a risk playing them and they were never going to get through 70 minutes anyway uh, but the boys that come in um, you know Dara Corn I think just went over his ankle near the end um, I, think he got, I think he got a bit of a kick to be fair about yeah, it yeah. yeah he probably gave one too on Dara <laughs> uh, no look uh, Finberg uh, having won a great ball when he yeah. came on that was a vital interception yeah. and the minute he went in it was his first touch it yeah. was vital because yeah. you know some fellas give up the ghost in situations right. but I think to be fair to you you prepared these fellas very well and the proof is on the scoreboard yeah absolutely and, and look we're I'm thrilled for the group themselves because. Well, let me tell you, people in Carroll are thrilled for you because yeah, we know it's a yeah. it's a difficult task. But yeah. uh, the hurlers took the limelight with getting to the Joe Mac, and I know you'll be the first to compliment them. Yeah. They were brilliant. But I think that win yesterday and the Joe Mac said to these fellas, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and I was delighted for the hurlers, and I know Tom well, and um, he's doing unbelievable work the way they turned their season around as well. So look, all is good for Carlo and we'll enjoy uh, this weekend and. You know, let's Limerick hope. next week Limerick next week I went to the game last night the Limerick-Longford game um, and look Limerick are a really seasoned team um, really composed team um, they're, it's going to take another step up for us to beat them uh, but I think it's in us I think it's in I think we're going home, to have home advantage will help yeah home advantage will be a big plus um, but yeah they're a good outfit they're very experienced players that have that have no 22 or 3 year old playing they're all seasoned players um, so look I think our energy um, should be good against them I think it'll be an advantage I think this win will be a big advantage to us um, Longford were unlucky last night too I think Longford will be disappointed not getting anything out of that game because uh, Limerick got two goals against the run of play but yeah look it was important to get down to that game last night because um, I, I wouldn't have seen Limerick in the flesh you can get all the videos you want but you need to be there to yeah yeah, and feel the temperature of it And so yeah that was important to get there last night regardless of the result today and Neil before I let you go today to get two points in your opening game in the Talta Cup with the structure last year it was a knockout you had a good yeah. win over Tip and Westmead you ran them and they went on to win it but this is the group stages now but with three teams in, in, uh, I don't know if it's all the groups but the three 
three best third places. Now you have two points, so you realistically are in one of those positions at the moment, so all you can do is better that now. So this yeah. is a tremendous start for Carlo. Yeah, it's a big start for us, uh, but look, we, we just want to build on it now and get a result against Limerick. And as I said, they're a Division 2 team, it's a big step up, but I do think our lads are capable of that, you know. You played a nice running game today again. Yeah, like, and, and the running game, I mean, you can't play it all the time. There, there has to be variation or else they'll just put a wall of lads up against you. You'll just run into dead ends. So it's to play that when it's on uh, and play what's in front of you, you know, that if you can mix and match it. But generally, uh, when we when we have the opportunity to run, we are very good and we do have a lot of pace. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm just pleased for the group um, and uh, I just need to build on it now for next week. OK, well, listen, well done. I'm going to leave in the capital hands of Kieran Murphy. There'll be 500 pages in the Nationals this week. Oh, Sam, well, well done. <laughs> well done. Thanks a million. Aaron Armand, listen, well done. You come on as a sub there. The bench worked well. The reason I want to talk to you is I spoke tonight. The bench worked really well and Jonah got the winning score. You got the score just before that. Carla finished strong, but uh, really done well and a great performance by Carla. Yeah, I suppose the boys just said it when we were coming on, just bring loads of energy and I think that's what everybody did when they came on. Um, Jonah done brilliant there in the last one, just uh, bring it in and get it close enough just to hand it over. But, Did you think um, it was going over? I thought it was going a bit to the right, but in fairness to Jonah, he finished it. I was just happy he didn't hand it to me because I was standing there and I didn't want to put it wide. <laughs> but um, no, Jesus, it was just brilliant work by everybody there. Um, I think we could have won the last five or six kickouts in a row, so absolutely brilliant work by everybody out in the middle. So You were happy when you got that score. Yeah, I don't know how you got inside to kick it, but you did very well. I just closed the eyes and swung the left at it and hoped it went over. Yeah. Hoped it great, went great over. to win down here. Like the Limerick match, so there's going to be a great buzz. As I said to the lads, you were involved with the hurlers last year as well. The county is buzzing and no one is losing control of themselves. But to win in Ockram, because no one gave Carlo a chance today. No, I don't think anybody gave us a chance here coming up um, after what, was it four or five weeks ago. I think the group here ourselves, we knew we let ourselves down here four weeks ago. So we gave ourselves every chance, but I don't think a lot of people outside the group did. But um, no, absolutely brilliant. And obviously to the hurlers as well, well done, because I was in that yesterday and they're absolutely flying it. So I think that's two weeks' time, so best of luck to them. And um, geez, everyone will be behind them. Certainly will. Well, uh, you can look forward to Limerick now. It's going to be different, different opposition. I know Wicklow are a Division 3 team now, but Limerick are Division 2. It'll be a bit tougher. But I think home advantage should count, Darren, and it should be a nice crowd in Netwatch Cullen Park. But uh, Limerick coming to town, and you're in a good position. As I said to Niall, the way the competition is structured, you have two points. If you could even get one, get two, you're flying it. Well, look, winning today was the, was the number one goal that puts us into, as you said, a brilliant position going into Limerick. Um, we've nothing to lose again. They have everything. They have everything to lose. Coming up to. Um, Dr Cullen so look everyone's looking forward to it and we'll um, we'll go out there do our best and so look we, we know what we'll do out there OK and before I do let you go I can't at the moment pass Parik was on with the lads the other day 700 professional appearances you're very proud of him well I'm sure he'll be proud of you today but what a great career he's having as well in the UK and with Shamrock Rovers and all the great work he did in the League of Ireland but passed a great milestone a few weeks back and I'm sure he'd like to pay him tribute here on the radio as well because oh. he was with us last week but great man and great ambassador for Carlo also Oh 100% no is brilliant 700 games I like to remind him every now and then that he's turned into an old man and sure that says it as well he won't he, 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 won't. he played in a Leinster hurling final as well well that, that was years ago as well he won't get much praise from me and I won't get any from him so we'll, we'll keep it that way well, when I say I get a text tonight, yeah. you got a great point and a great win well done Aaron thanks thanks very much thank you thank you Shane, well done. Uh, great performance by Carla. Great performance by yourself. But uh, you have to be happy heading back to Bagnallstown after that. I had to leave with that result, in fairness. Max, all the hard trainings and the 
We had five weeks there feeling sorry for ourselves you know after the last game here against Wicklow but just that makes it all, all worked well there now so. uh, a few nice scores today and worked the ball well plenty of running out there and a nice day for a game of football so all ends all as well that ends well yeah it is yeah but look it was easy to keep the ball there and make them work in that heat you know there's no point going up and down up and down but we kept the ball well opened them up and took the scores got the shooters on the ball like Ross Dunphy there getting four or five from play some help like you know you were very patient yeah we were but we knew we had to be staying in the game for as long as possible you know because the last day there they got the goal before half time and I ran, took a run on the stand like you know but even going to five points down I think we were five points down ten minutes ago no we didn't panic kept doing the simple things and worked way right back into the game okay, I won't delay because the bus is going to pull out here but yes, just to yeah. say Magnus Town fail under 14 uh, football under 14 they're going to represent Carolyn hurling a football great achievement for the club yeah unreal first thing doing a double so and first thing winning the hurling in 15 years I think so uh, we're going to Mayo myself and Jamie are training them so we're going to Mayo now that's why I said it yeah <laughs> we'd left for the Talton Cup and listen well done today and yeah. best luck to Magnus Town thanks, thanks very much thanks a million thanks Now, Johnny Fury, Carla goalkeeper. Johnny, I think under Nile that could be your second start, but uh, you haven't put a foot wrong, and I uh, know there's great competition with yourself and Kieran for the goal. You got a chance today, and Nile decided to play a few fellas that have been putting in hard work, and uh, turned out to be a great day for Carlo. Yeah, it was brilliant, Brendan. Yeah, it was nice to get the start today now in the Talton Cup. Um, look, it was today we came over here to do a job, and we got redemption on them. It was brilliant. Explain the point that uh, the play was continuing. You kicked out the ball, and then the referee and the umpire went back and consulted. Was did you punch it off the top of the net, or was it your hand was behind the crossbar? What did they tell you? You were you, you didn't argue. To be, in fairness, you were you were nice enough about it, but you might have got away with it, but you didn't. In the end, it didn't make a difference. No, it didn't. Um, I got away with it before. Did it hit the top of the net? It did. It was over the bar, but look, I chanced my arm and sure look, you have to take these chances and we nearly got away with it, but sure look, it worked out well in the end. I didn't argue with it because it was no point, sure. Yeah. Great so. night. You must be proud tonight. I know it's only round one of the Talton Cup, but two points in Ockram, Johnny, at any given time is, is great. And the other point I would say to you, part B, the question, the short kickouts was the strategy that Niall used today and it can't be easy because you're relying on the corner back or the half-back in doing that, but I think 99 times out of 100 it worked well for you today. Yeah, no, it did. No, we've done a lot of work on kickouts and that and... As you said, Ockram's a very tough place to go, but we got away a lot of short kickouts because we know they kind of press high. But we knew when we got away that we we were in, and it opened up for us in the second half. So it was very important to get them away. And uh, yeah, look, it goes down to all the work we didn't train and to get them away. That's been Scoreline Extra. You can listen to the show live every Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 6 on KCLR. Be sure to tune in for Martin Quilty on Monday night at 6 o'clock while Robbie Dowling covers sports on Friday night. I've been Shane O'Keefe. Stay safe, stay sane and remember, you're sound out.